Hello, and welcome to Sobertown Podcast. I'm your host, Viv, and some of you know me as Sober I Thrive. Make sure to visit our website on SobertownPodcast.com. You will find our free Zoom calendars, Todd's modules for your sober toolbox, sober recovery stories, and our link to the Sobertown Facebook group on SobertownPodcast.com. I'll chat with guests and community members about topics related to sobriety and recovery. There are also a couple of sober communities called Boom, Rethink the Drink, and the I Am Sober app, where most of our website contributors met for SoberTownPodcast.com. I would love to introduce our next guest. This is Susie and Peggy. They are the founder and chief connection officer of Zero Proof Experiences and hosts Sober in the City. Welcome to the show. Hi. (laughs) Great to be here. If our listeners aren't acquainted with Zero Proof Experiences, Sober in the City, I just attended one in Palm Springs and it was, to my delight, it was amazing. I loved it everything that you had to offer. And it was three days of pure bliss of a great getaway. So I love it. If you ladies would like to expand a little bit, what is Zero Proof Experiences? Zero Proof Experiences. Yes. Thank you. It was so fun to have you at Sober in the City in Palm Springs. And you mentioned like a three-day experience. It didn't start out that way. Because, yeah, it couldn't start out that way. I think I first started to have the conversation on social media and was just kind of dreaming about, you know, so many things are very alcohol-centric, right? Whether it's travel, a party, what have you. And it gets a little bit tiring, I think, sometimes to all the time. Every single time you walk into a restaurant, a venue, a party, There's really may not even be an alcohol-free option. Of course, we all think that is changing. I do think it's changing. But we started to find a little bit of interest for having a dinner party and just reaching out. So our, our first one was here in downtown Long Beach with 45 women. And Peggy came to the very first one. I'd just like to say something really short about that. I walked in thinking, you know, what is this going to be, right? And is it just going to be, you know, sort of a dinner with a few ladies? And and again, you know, we talked before the show how, you know, going into something cold is is kind of scary sometimes, but I knew half the people in there because it was, there's a lot of sober people, which is where Susie and I got our start. But what I loved about Susie and, and, and is that the event seemed seamless. And I, I see that in everyone that we put off is that there's so much work behind this, but you don't see any of it. And that's how I felt. I went, oh my God, she just put on the most incredible dinner, a four course dinner. We had Carolina, I can't ever pronounce her last name, Raza Kalska. She wrote the book Euphoric and she was the keynote speaker. And it was just I don't know what I was expecting, really. I, you know, I was maybe expecting my old way where I had to have a drink to be in a room of 45 women. 
but it was the opposite. I didn't need to drink in a room of 45 women. It was just really beautiful. And the venue was beautiful. It was at the Opera House restaurant. It was just, it was stunning. And then I became a fangirl ever since. So now we won't, now we won't let her go. Now <laughs> she is, she is official now, but isn't it, is part of it, Peggy and Viv, like there is, there was something special for you. And I don't expect this every time I go to a restaurant or go on a trip, but it is nice that sometimes you walk into a place or a venue and they have two or three non-alcoholic drinks or just a nice non-alcoholic zero-proof cocktail for you that's specially made for you. There's something special about that. I think that was that was kind of the first thing is seeing that it was it was a whole and this is this is not for everybody. I get that. I, you know, some people feel like these non-alcoholic drinks can be a trigger. For me, you know, seeing two bartenders behind a bar, you know, making a a, a mocktail that had, you know, tasted a little bit like a margarita, black sea salt on the side, very classy. I really like that kind of treatment. And and I and so that feeling of being the other just doesn't happen in these even if you're, even if you are a drinker, I have to say that my daughter and, and my, at the time, my future daughter-in-law came to the San Bruno event and, you know, they're 40 somethings, they drink and they, they absolutely like were impressed with how all these women could actually have fun and not be trash. You know, not that everybody gets trash. It's just, I did. <laughs> right there with you, man. I, and when did you do- join the party, Peggy? Really, it's so funny because we just clicked so well. But in the Sacramento event, I was the I was the keynote speaker for my book. But one of the things I thought of and said, "Oh my gosh, it's really hard." And 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 nobody came to Sacramento that was local. But no, people flying in from everywhere coming into Sacramento. We had a few local people, but mostly there were people that we knew from all over the U.S. And and because we'd sold so many rooms, Susie gave me the suite. I have no idea why she did that. But we thought, oh, my gosh, why don't we have a meet and greet for all the people that came in on Thursday and Friday morning so they can kind of get to know each other. So we had charcuterie and we had sparkling wines and all of that on Friday night in the suite. So they got to know each other before they went to the big event on Saturday. And that just kind of went, oh, yeah, we're going to do that from now on. <laughs> And it's, you know, gone from there. Susie can expand on that. But really, that that was the seed for us turning it into an all-weekend event. And it was it was just so much fun. And again, each venue that we do is different. And we try to, you know, really highlight the local, you know, fair food and, you know, activities that are offered in that area. But that's when I was hooked. Yeah. I, I like what you said, if I can pop in, about your kids or your future daughter-in-law attending who do drink alcohol mm-hmm. as do my kids that they had a lovely experience and enjoyed the beverages and the company it's just that really is a thing about socializing alcohol free i think we think in our head that there has to be alcohol but that being said I don't think it's not the drink. It's the people. It's the beautiful food. It's it's really about the experience. 
And I think learning to have that experience alcohol-free, it's just something that we often need to relearn. Well, I think you, you really hit the nail on the head. You've given the opportunity for someone that is sober curious to attend an event and to see that there is life without alcohol. Yeah. Yeah, for me, I think my daughter just saw, you know, for the, and so what was that? It was close to two years. So, and my daughter's 40. I'm glad you know, if she watches this, she'll be pissed if I've told everyone, but that's okay. Is that it's beautiful to show people that, that were, that were human beings. I don't know if that makes any sense, but I think my daughter up until that point thought, oh my God, my mom just goes into a church base and talks to people. <laughs> I think she was, her eyes were so open to the fact, in fact, after that, you know, I, I you know, we had a, a shower for my, my future daughter-in-law and she made sure that there was zero proof uh, champagne there. And so it's that ability to offer people an extra thing. I'd really like to say something that just popped in my mind at my son's wedding in November, I had ordered some non-alcoholic stuff and there was this gorgeous, I mean, gorgeous Goldilocks pregnant girl. She was probably eight months pregnant. And everybody had a glass of champagne in front of them except her. And I went over and got the champagne from the the non-alcoholic champagne from the from the bartender and poured it for her. And her husband was like, Oh my God, thank you. You know, like even if you're a drinker, there's times when you can't drink. And the and the bartender said, Oh my gosh, I didn't even know we had this. I want to have a baby. I can't, I'm going to order this stuff for myself. So it's, it's not for the people that are in the, you know, in the church basement with a, with a light on. It's, it's for everybody because we want to, we want to offer people choices. And I love, there, there are probably times in my life where if I, if I walked in and there was an alcohol free option, I wouldn't have taken it. I hope the ceiling doesn't fall down now that I said them, but <laughs> there are times. That people, maybe they want to have one non-alcoholic drink and not, you know, and, and another one. Whatever, they're a designated driver, whatever the case may be. But it's normalized from the fact that you can have fun without alcohol. Absolutely. I love that because I, I bet, I bet Vivi probably had that ex- this experience as well. When you host something at your home or maybe when you go out, you know, to meet somebody for a barbecue or a dinner party. And you bring an alcohol-free option because it's something that you enjoy. How many times do many other people, not every time, but I have found that a surprisingly lot of people, at least they want to try it. So maybe they want to have a curious elixir or, you know, a groovy or another alcohol-free beverage as a spacer or sometimes, or, you know, sometimes it really introduces them to something and one thing I've noticed, like in our post-event chat groups and, you know, just feedback is that people do feel empowered. They have more confidence to share, you know, their experience and live their alcohol-free lifestyle. That's what they're choosing with their friends and family and communities. It's cultural, right? Even at Thanksgiving, not, not last year, but the year before, it doesn't matter what year it was. You know, my ex-husband and I have done a pretty good job of co-parenting. And he, you know, he brought me some athletic upside down. 
And I thought, you know, my family's getting it. And that is so much nicer than feeling like, do you want a pomegranate margarita? Do you want a pomegranate margarita? Oh, you don't drink. What about you? You know? And and so the fear I had about being, you know, like the, the family is key. I've educated my family around the fact that I'm way better of a person than I was when I was drinking. You know, it, it's offering people an alternative. It's And Josh, the non-alcoholic bartender, was our bartender for Sacramento. And, you know, he, he got up and spoke. And he talked. It's just like offering a vegan option. Which would you offer, by the way? Which we do. <laughs> you ladies have covered all the bases, that's for sure. I thought the event was very, it was classy. It was flawless. It was beautiful from beginning to end. The special keynote speakers. It, it, I think this is exactly what I never imagined sobriety could be like. Wow. And I thought, what a wonderful experience that both of you have really impacted in my life and in the industry, because that's the thing is that we're making impact. We're putting our imprints. And I think both of you have done that flawlessly and beautifully. And when she, Susie Mens mentioned the keynote speaker being Peggy, brings about the book, the, the Sight of Alcohol, that you did the podcast also. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's been fun. Really, really, really fun. So, so I think I think it's, it's instrumental. And, you know, we'll we'll talk a little bit about that as well, about the book and having the keynote speakers there, because I think it's very important to have someone that we can listen to their stories that have been there before mm -hmm. and that have written books or have impacted, you know, and overcome and in such a beautiful, positive way, such as yourselves. Ah, uh, thank you. This this is a discussion that, you know, Peggy and I have pretty often and we have so much fun working together, which is half the reason why this is so much fun to put on. We kind of bounce off each other really well. One thing that I have talked about, you know, several times is I'm pretty determined that to err on the side of party, not conference. Okay. Mm -hmm. Nothing wrong with conferences. They're great. We all need have lots of things to learn, but we really want this to be a fun experience, but it can't like just be a fun experience. I, I do think it's, it's more than that. So it seems like the sprinkling of content to kind of facilitate friendships, to facilitate discussion. You know, I, I certainly think it's our, our hope that everybody that comes experiences some of that. Yeah. One of the questions that I wanted to ask both of you was what has surprised you most about Sober in the City? Yeah. Well, okay. I'll jump in, Peggy. Yeah. Um, I can't, I can't believe that we're here right now. First off, I, I was surprised that leaders and, and coaches like yourself wanted to attend. And we were just thrilled to have that, you know, that level of, of leadership. And we do have also, you know, newbies and there's, I think, mentorship and support then that can happen in that space. I can't believe what we're working to grow into in 2024. 
we have three kind of kind of big events slated on the books. We'll be in Tampa Bay, Florida next February, and we'll be in Bali in June 2024. And it looks like Seattle in the fall of 2024. And we're actively working on all of that. And I can't believe it. I, yeah, the evolution of it, right? Uh, for you, how has it been? What have you, what was the most surprising thing that you found, Peggy, through this evolution of well, Long Beach? Because when Susie asked me to go down to Long Beach, I'm like, yeah, that'll be fun. She didn't know she was stuck was with like me. The resistors. Really, when I stopped drinking almost four years ago, I seriously thought my life was over. I really did. I believed that I would never have fun again, never be fun again. The word boring came to mind and I was convinced that I would forever be boring because I, because I thought other people that didn't drink were boring. It did. That was like, like I, you know, I have a, a boatload of cousins that don't drink for their religion and we laugh about it now. He sent me a picture in Hawaii. He was reading my book, This Side of Alcohol. And we, we just banter back and forth and go, you know, I used to feel so sorry for you because you don't drink. Here he is taking a picture of my book on the on the beach. So it's really funny. So really big alcohol has us thinking that we can't do anything social without drinking, whether it's weddings or birthdays or holidays or concerts, vacations, ceremonies, whatever. I mean, I just someone just told me that that they had margarita machine and beer in a a vendor, a, a vending machine at the zoo. Like, do you really need to drink at the zoo? I took my 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 twin granddaughters to see Disney on the ice and I spilled a 40 down my back. And it's the just constant message that you can have fun without drinking. And when you first start, I don't know if you felt this way. I felt like everyone's having fun but me. Like it, it was a big adjustment for me, even especially in my family, because being the only one that's, you know, that doesn't drink in my family, I did feel like I had, you know, a ring light on my head the whole entire time I was walking around. And I think I was more uncomfortable than they were, if that makes sense. Like I, I, I just felt so uncomfortable. And, you know, of course, they're doing shots of tequila and somebody's saying, oh, I heard you wrote a book. What is the best? What's the best? <laughs> like, well. You probably won't remember if I tell you anyway, but here goes. So I think that's the most surprising. I, I've always like really been uncomfortable in big crowds. If that really even, it's hard to believe, but I drank to deal with big crowds. And I feel like everything lasts twice as long and you actually get to know other people. You actually learn to listen. So it's, it's really, it's really beautiful. I, I'm learning to be really comfortable with myself in the ground. I think that's so surprising. Yeah. yeah. I, so, I, I, I wanted to say it is surprising because I saw both of you in action and it was like, you know, two butterflies floating around and, and seamlessly in like, and yeah. And you guys were like the amp of the crowd and getting everything together. And I for me, as the observer, I'm like, wow, this is an event, you know, like that was so much fun. It was beautiful to see. It was so much fun. I'm so glad you had fun, too. But 
that is, you know, everybody is present kind of, it does kind of make a level playing field perhaps in a way too. Yeah. What also I wanted to ask, so what do people usually say after attending Sober in the City? It's a great question. Go for it, founder. Well, we have taken surveys after every event. And so like after Austin, I mean, I'm very humbled and very floored by some of the ratings that we, you know, people rated the overall weekend event, I think 9.2 out of 10 after our Austin event. You know, we get a lot of words like magic and I feel stronger. I feel empowered. I, you know, I did have somebody message me and said, this has changed my life. Yeah. Definitely. I think from, from your event, I made friends that were in the city. Which is so exciting. And one thing I think that was kind of cool at Palm Springs, and it seemed to happen a little bit more there than it has before, is just a little more networking collaboration among among the leaders. And we're thrilled to have met you and be here on the Sobertown podcast now, you know? So a lot of podcast events done, I guess. Yeah. And there, so that was really cool. And I think that that really speaks to one of these, you know, one of the reasons that I'm so proud to be part of this is that I don't want to be part of anything that doesn't support other people in the business. It's really important to me. And, you know, we also have scholarships for some of the people that, and that was kind of a prerequisite for, for me coming on is that, you know, we, we do have, I think, how many scholarships did we have in Palm Springs? Yeah. And what I love about that, they tend to be, they tend to be the younger girls. And it, it's really nice to see how, how beautiful, like nobody knows. So it's, it, it's just a beautiful experience where they have more chances to, to see more mentors. And because I think there's a whole layer, I mean, a whole layer to getting sober younger. Oh, yeah. Years, lifetime. You know, I, I even say it now because I'm not in a blackout. I've gained time. Oh, yeah. I used to be pissed off at everyone that came. Like when I went to Maui, went to Maui every year. And, and so we were at the airport and I really honestly stink eye to all the people that were coming on because I had to go home. I mean, hated them. Like I told them, stop doing that. Like he can see how upset I was. Now when I go, I have a completely different feeling. I'm ready to come home because I have a third floor vacation. Definitely. Right? This is exactly what your experience gave to me. Yeah. Clarity. You're not waking up with that hangover. Oh, you know, and being able to enjoy. Because I I want our listeners to... To understand that the zero proof experience is sober in the city more than I expected. I didn't know what to expect, to be honest with you. It's very well thought out and very beautifully orchestrated. And so it is an event. I mean, there was something for everyone if you wanted to show up and you could do the workshop. And if you wanted to show up, you could do this. 
So mm-hmm. that was that was beautiful to have that opportunity and not have to worry about what am I going to do next? Okay. There's a person, right? After my daughter's friend got married in August and, and we all went down, you know, to take the bus back to the airport in the morning and everybody had sunglasses on for the wrong reason. In, in the lobby of the hotel, in Palm Spring, I'm an early riser. So going down, getting some coffee. You, we saw people having coffee together and talking to each other. That doesn't happen when you're hungover. It's that, just, there's this honesty that we start with, right? We start with this basic honesty that connects us. And so we don't have to go through all that. Does she like me? Do I like her? You know, you know, if I, if I say this, will somebody judge me? You know, there's none of that because alcohol free living gives you so much. I love what Susie said. The word empowered is insane. It's absolutely exactly what it is. That is a very nice compliment coming from you, Vivian. Thank you, Vim. And I, I want to say too, that I think a big obstacle for many people as they're considering the choice of being alcohol-free, taking a break, whatever it is, when the vacation comes up, when the trip comes up, when maybe it's the all-inclusive trip comes up and they're like, okay, no, I, I can't make it through that, which I, I get. Like, why would you want to take a break from alcohol then? Like, wait till after, right? So I think this really provides a way, a a way to grow through that in a really supportive environment. So while it, it might be fun to attend if you've been alcohol-free for a while, it's, it's kind of a, a really supported space to come and take a trip where everything is sort of curated for you and you don't have to worry about, you know, being pressured or offered or somebody making fun of you or any of that. You can just have a great time and then I think you go home with like, oh, that's how you do a trip. Alcohol free. So that's actually easy. <laughs> yeah, the, it's, it's the taking the thought process out of it. You've already done that for us. Beautiful. Right. Because when you're, you know, on your own with your family or with your friend group, it, it takes a little bit more focus, a little bit more, more research, perhaps. Yeah. How has alcohol-free socializing been for the both of you as far as like socializing alcohol-free well you know it depends right it depends I I have sort of a history you know myself of taking a, a lot of breaks from alcohol and so I probably for a dozen years or so I took a break here a little break there I've done a couple of Lent seasons, Viv, which I thought was a really, really long time. And then, you know, Easter came and I broke up in the champagne and celebrated. So on those shorter breaks, I didn't really notice, I think. I just sort of put it aside and had whatever my drinks of water or, or not even drinking anything. But when I took a longer break, like I made it somehow up to six months, I was like, what? That's honestly when it really hit me that, okay, there's nothing available for me half the time, or certainly nothing that makes you feel special. So, you know, 
I mean, we know that the alcohol-free beverage industry has grown by leaps and bounds since I was even thinking that, you know, a year or two or three ago. It's almost a completely different world, but still varies a lot from space to region in in the country. So the the awareness is coming. I think I diverted from your question a little bit. No, you did just fine. I always think to myself that this journey isn't linear for anyone. And, you know, I, I think that even I would call myself or I was a, a dry July, sober October type person, right? <laughs> and then there comes a point when the realization is, okay, I can't do this anymore. And you don't know what that looks like. But I think getting out the word of this is what it looks like. These experiences are like you said, Peggy, that that was something so interesting because I would look at people like that. They would say, I'm not drinking. And I would say, oh, really? And I would tap them on the shoulder like, you know. Oh, you took me. You know. I'm so sorry. Right. And then the waiter asked you, you know, I I know Lindsay and Jason, my son-in-law and daughter took me out for my birthday last year. We went to a four-star restaurant. They were so excited that, you know, they're at a place where they can pay for a really nice dinner like that. And I asked if there was anything non-alcoholic. And and Lindsay's watching me the whole time, right? Like, mom's going to get a little commando on these people. He goes, well, I have, like, Hempsey and and 7-Up. And Lindsay's like, mom, don't take it. <laughs> and I didn't because it was her. But that just gets me excited. You know, I, I emailed them later and said, hey, you know, if, if you if you do some research, you'll see that there's a lot of people that aren't drinking now. And, you know, really offering Pepsi or 7-Up is pretty insulting. Yeah, it is. And and I think, too, and I, I know you do, Peggy, but my experience is they're not doing it on purpose. Oh, I know. That's why I have you. That she brings me down after I'm ready to pick it that the restaurants and the venues, they're not doing it on purpose. They don't know. They do not know. I sat in a bar one time and I was just experimenting around ordering my alcohol-free margarita and they didn't have anything on the menu. I was like, oh, you know, it might be nice. And they're bar manager came over and was talking to me and he said yeah we we might consider it except that you know 99.9 percent of our customers don't want that so i mean you know he was busy he doesn't know he he does not know clearly yeah and there's probably at least 20 percent of the population that's pregnant right so why wouldn't you even want stuff for them? So that's another show. So I need to go pick it for But But again, I think part of what we do is really offer a, a really safe place where they don't have to make choices. Those choices are made for you. But because you're not hungover, can I talk about our, our Saturday, you know, our schedule? Well, let me talk about Palm Strings. You were there. We had, you know, we had a journaling class. We had a sober sex class. We had sound baths. We had pick pickleball, weather permitting. But we have all these things that you can do 
or relax. Have another 30 days. Or you could have been on the lazy river and gone, you know. I mean, I, I was in the hot tub with Ann Dowsett Johnson, who wrote Drank. I mean, like, I can die tomorrow and be totally. <laughs> we know it's, I was hot tubbing with the celebrity, so it was really cool. Uh, not yep. comparing our bodies either. I was just like, yeah, you know, that that's exactly what I was going to say is it was beautifully curated, right? The dinner at those. Yeah, so I'm good at that. It was just really from the beginning to end. And it was there was a variation. It was there was something I felt for everyone. Like you said, the, the sober that we had and we had it, it was themed party white party get dressed up and isn't that so interesting because i think that when i drank the lipstick was not important at the end of the night nor was the hair nor were the we're able to maintain such a focus on some other things that are making moments, making memory, making. I would have never worn white on a. We had a white night, Friday night. I would have never worn white when I was drinking. There's no way it would have stayed white for an hour. <laughs> Although people thought we were a cult, and it was so funny because the other people were lawyers. There were it was a litigators conference in there, so there was there was sober in the city on one side and litigators on the other, and. We were walking and walking down the hallway and this guy came up to us. What do you got? Why are you here? What What are you doing? And my friend Julie said, well, you know, we're here. We're, we're sober in the city. He goes, how is that? So <laughs> it just cracked out. And right. see, I love that. It's not them against us. And when he was like, whoa, really? You're here for a whole weekend like that? Yeah, we are. And you won't remember tomorrow. You won't remember if you talked to two women in white. He wasn't. It was like maybe you, somebody was visiting you from the other side. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it's so fun. And, you know, you evolved because I remember going to the Sober Sis Retreat 60 days in. And I, this is another thing. I'm just going to put it out there. If you are just a beginner, just getting into sobriety, give yourself a trip like this because it's a carrot. So. I was depressed. I was sad, but I signed up for Soberness and scheduled the retreat at the same time. So that was 96 days. I was 96 days in. Sometimes the hell I can remember. And I, but I do remember sitting in the bar with my, with my cloth teller. You know, it was so uncomfortable. And I, you know, but the more you do these things, the more you get out, it, it, it's like you just can't get enough of it. You know, it's so it's fun. Like really about just having an option, right? Yes. And I think what you're both hinting at is that other people that were at our resort wouldn't have known that it was an alcohol free event if they oh, had nice, chatted us up. Man, smooth. That was absolutely true, though. One of the other questions I wanted to ask is. And I think you nailed it, but it's how other people respond. How do people respond when they find out what you're doing? Honestly, okay, Viv, it's a little bit like being a pastor or owning a strip club. And, you know, I, I know both of those people. So it's like, oh, it's, oh, it's, oh, alcohol-free event. You know, just in my general circle, honestly, 
clearly some people, thank you for being very excited about it, Viv. And, and a lot of my friends are very supportive and excited about it too, for just for me. And I'm, I'm very thankful for that. But yeah, if you're like at a party, and it's like, oh, what do you do? Oh, I'm a pastor. Oh, I host alcohol-free events. Oh, yeah. Swearing. <laughs> yeah, put your drink down. Because it's, I mean, that's not what we're about, right? So where is the next event? Okay, this is a, this is a potential bucket lister. So we got a couple bucket listers, like, because Bali is next year, and that's kind of a bucket list place for people. But Maine is also a kind of a bucket list for a lot of people. You do have to make a little bit of an effort to get to Maine. You know, it is the one that's almost to Canada, way up there in the Northeast. It is amazing. I got to experience Maine for the very first time last summer. I fell for her, and we are will be in Portland, Maine this September 8th through 10th. So excited already about a pretty full schedule of, of people, you know, that are already planning to present and help. We have the Champagne Problems podcast guys coming up Friday evening, and they're going to be hosting our meet and greet reception. We're really excited to have Danny and Helenita, the founders of Sipple, come and kind of facilitate the whole weekend. They are keynote speakers for Saturday night. And we'll be talking about, you know, living life as a couple and a kids and a business and and doing all that. And they're going to offer a couple of other things throughout the weekend too. So what what am I missing, Peggy? We've got we have ecstatic dance. You know, you know, champagne problems, but following that, Danny's going to do ecstatic dancing. So I've already been looking on Amazon to see if I can buy some flowy clothes, you know, because it's it's you no, know, it's it's dancing with no choreography. So it, I always think I know you guys are younger than I am, but I, I think about the the guy in Sixteen Candles mm-hmm. dancing like like this total total disregard, and everybody's <laughs> all about the time. You know, you just and that's really that point. It's just really getting into your own freedom, and then you know, on Saturday we have. We're going to have journaling, sober sex talk with couples this time. We have a sound bath, a local girl. She's an opera singer and plays instruments and is a sound bath, has a sound bath healing company in Portland. We have a learning circle. One of our really exciting things is we're going to have thought leaders, collaborative networking clowns for all the coaches and people that are doing their own businesses in uh, the alcohol-free world so they can collaborate and help each other and learn how to promote each other. That kind of went naturally in, in Palm Springs. So we're just kind of taking it to the next level so you guys can really talk to each other. Susie, why don't you write what Yeah, I have a few more things to mention too. We're excited for the first time we have a pretty big space. We're going to be in a hotel downtown Portland. And so we have a little space to offer tables for exhibitors and, um, and vendors, you know, maybe some coaches and, and things. We already have a few uh, people lined up for that. So that's a nice opportunity that we'll have space for. And then in true main fashion, our Saturday night dinner, which has been our dress up night because... You know, we still like to go out and dress up and do all that fun stuff. So in true main fashion, we will be taking the ferry from downtown to Peaks Island. It's like a 15, 20 minute ferry ride. 
And then we're going to have our whole dinner party over there as the sun goes down. So super excited about that. I mean, it's really a unique and special experience. Gorgeous. I plan on making it. Last job we this time, we have a um, fairly local woman that is an expert in astrology, tarot cards, and yoga. So she's going to do astro yoga. We have a, a local, a mainer, a mainer, they say, that's going to lead a group of people for a photography tour, a camera tour, so they can take pictures. Yeah. And then the really cool backdrop. Have you ever been to Maine, Biv? No, I've never been to Maine, but I'm, I'm, you know, I'm there. I'm there. I've seen a group of, of the girls that I, they're actually from over there because I'm over here in LA. So everything is over there, right? Yeah. <laughs> your, your turn to travel, travel to see them. <laughs> yeah. So but we're, I'm... we're so excited. We do have, I mean, I think you can hear that we have a lot of details and we really try to put as much information as we have together we will be releasing tickets may 1st starting even next weekend we should have you know well you can get on the mailing list anytime but we'll have a little bit of a pre-offering starting next weekend to get a little early bird discount if you if you so desire but may 1st is really when we're releasing tickets so that you can plan beautiful I think everything is, is, everything's coming together splendidly, it sounds like. <laughs> what was your favorite part? I'm going to put you on the spot of Palm Spring. Maybe a couple things. Yeah, you know, I honestly loved for ca- being on the casual side was the sound, the healing sound bath. Oh, God, that was so good. I asked my partner, the one the person that was lying next to me and then I, I I've never met her but virtually I had met her yes. and I was like was I snoring and she was you blended in with the ocean sound <laughs> I am so hyper that I I thought I was gonna hate that now I'm I'm like all I want to do is go to a sound bath like that I actually am gonna try to find one here in Sacramento I have never experienced anything like that before it was and can you imagine with uh, opera singing and and instruments too? That's gonna be insane. It was insane. What else did you like? I loved the food. I loved the keynote speaker at the end, you know, the last dinner that we had with the dress up with the backdrop and everybody was dressed in cocktail attire. I just, you know, it it, it was a culmination of just everything that you would hope for from a from a, from a getaway without having to worry, without having to pre-plan and knowing what your itinerary was going to look like and having enough ample time to say, oh, yeah, I'm going to wear this. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm going to do that because, you know, you know, you know, I, I for myself, it's like it, these are these are the milestones. So what do I give myself as a gift? Mm-hmm. Right. How do I learn to celebrate? That was a big thing in the beginning of my sobriety was how do I gift? How do I celebrate? Because celebrate alcohol, you know, birthdays, alcohol. So now we're learning different ways of being. And this is, you know, now is self-care, good food, Mm -hmm. 
someone, you know, Ann Dowsett Dawson, she was here. She was on the podcast and I met her at your event. And she was so gracious enough to give give me an interview. And I want to thank you ladies for that. She's something else. She's just something else. Yeah. She's still going. I I believe that I could tell, I could see. And the reason I really wanted to have you, both of you on, is because your experience that you gave me is something that should be, you know, should be known. Normal. Should be normal. Should be known <laughs> and normal. Yes, thank you, thank you. I even have two friends that are coming that that drink. They're normal drinkers, and they yes. just come because they they're so excited about what we're doing. They're very excited, you know, very excited to come. And you know, that's they- a, that's a really good point because how many times like you don't have to be a non-drinker and we're all we're going to talk about is not drinking no that's not what this is a, it, i didn't feel like that to me you know what i mean well we're so we're super picky right. about it. like you know it's not it's not a meeting there's there's other things for that this is this is how you take what you're learning in your meetings and go wild with it right Maybe. so i think that if you've ever felt or if you've ever believed that your life would not be complete without alcohol. And maybe that was one of the reasons, or maybe it is one of the reasons why you don't want to take a break from alcohol. I feel like for myself, I leave a weekend at somewhere in the city, Palm Springs, and I feel empowered. Like that is, you know, it was just so cool being with all of you ladies. And it just makes us excited to work towards the next one and you know who can we meet and who can we include in the in the process because it's it's definitely not our event it it could not happen without all the people that that showed up collaborated offered ideas suggestions presented classes it's that's a pretty special experience to be around I wanted to say it's it's one of the things that I think you're not alone. You can definitely, you're on this journey with other people and you can bring people that are sober curious or people that are normies. That's what we, I mean, I, you know, what muggles, <laughs> like what you said, if I wanted to bring a girlfriend that is someone that never really had a problem, you know, could just drink that one or two. To, to that person, it would not even phase them to come to an event that doesn't offer alcohol because right. there's so much more to this than that. And yeah, I created quite the scene in, in the Hawaii when my husband left at half a glass of red wine on the table. I'm like, how the hell do you do that? I go, sit back down and drink the rest. And it was like 20 bucks. You do that? Well, next to us, we're like, Man, that poor guy. Is this what? Oh, but you who does that? I don't know. The red wine and then leave half of it. Frank offer you. So I, I loved, I loved I, I, the other. Oh, the other thing that I loved, I have to say, is you had a class which I never expected with how to do mixed drink mocktails. 
And oh my God, that was so amazing. I came back with some of the, I have to say, there was a swag bag that you had for oh, us. Wow. Oh, then the swag bag, I took pictures and I arranged, you know, <laughs> oh yeah, this is going up. Those are the details I'm talking about. I felt like I was at the Oscars, you know? Well, you looked like you were going to the Oscars. Yeah. yeah. I want to look like you in a dress. And man, I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> so I wanted to ask, so in your next event, we've covered what you're offering. Now, my question that I, I would love to ask, what would you say to someone? Let's just say on their day, zero. This is a question that I ask all my guests is, what would you say to someone on their day zero and they are newly sober or new being sober curious? What words of wisdom could you impart from your journey thus far? Well, for me, I would just say, be curious, you know, try it out. You can always go back to drinking if you want to. Frankly, in my experience, I wasn't planning to continue. I, I'm still, on, I'm on a long-term experiment here. So, you know, y'all have a different story, but just try it out. Ask yourself questions when you go out to a party. Was that more fun? Was it less fun? How did I feel, you know, with this group? How did I feel with the other group? Just, just be curious. I, I think that is really really life-changing and perhaps mindset-changing. Allow yourself to be curious even about events like this when you're the, you know, because our our, our relationships change outside of what we knew, right? Mm-hmm. So come to events like this. If I knew back then what I know now, this is all so new, uh, how it's come up, these events, and it's a trend now. It's going to take a while, but we're trending. I'd say to get a tribe call sober town get a tribe because you no matter what i tried to do this by myself for 10 years and and really with some self-deprecating that you know there was something wrong with me morally that i couldn't stop drinking because that's the message i got from all my normal drinkers in my life but to be in a in a tribe you realize that you're not the only one and that changes your life forever I think in through through our listeners, if you're out there and you're not sure how to do sober, try out one of these events. Mm-hmm. Try out what what what's on the other side of it. Because when you don't know, you don't know. Yeah. You know? So I wanted to ask when one of my final questions is how can they come and check you out? Where can they find you? And I and Peggy, please. Please, please, please give us the name of your book. Where can they find the book as well? Yeah, we we we've sort of mingled a little bit. We love we love. I've got a a pretty big following, so we're just offering opportunities to people there too. But it's this side of alcohol dot com or on on Facebook and Instagram as well. So, thank you. Welcome. We have those links also. All these links that are being mentioned in our podcast, we will have the links in the body of the podcast on the website as well so awesome yeah go join the private group the private facebook group the site of alcohol peggy spends a lot of time loving loving that group and it's really an interactive and cool space as well 
And then as far as Zero Proof Experiences, I'm mostly on Instagram at Zero Proof Experiences, also Facebook, and then ZeroProofExperiences.com. So if you hop on the mailing list, you will get up to date on the latest Sober in the City happenings. Awesome. And also, are we having swag bags in this next event in May? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely the swag bag. That was, that was new. It wasn't new, but we did it differently this time, and I think it worked out really well. And, you know, we, we I'm just putting in a plug for a after magazine because they, they donated magazines for the swag bags. And, yes, what if you want a magazine that makes you feel like you belong everywhere, go to their website, which is aftermagazine.com. And they, I love the magazine. The, the spring edition is going to be out sh- shortly. But to hold a magazine in your hand and see beautiful things, people having a good time with that alcohol, it's really amazing. We've gone, we've come a long way, baby. <laughs> no? Yes, we have. Yes, we have. So is there any parting words that anything that I left out? This is your... This is your your moment, your time to shine. Well, I hope we get to meet you one day, whether it's, you know, online message, you know, send us a message, join the Facebook group, send me a DM. Maybe we'll meet you at, at an event coming up. But, you know, thank you for being part of the community because we're all in this together. And the more that we're out there, I think just the more the more people will know and understand that, hey, there's other people, you know, wanting this option. Yes. Zero proof experiences. I there you're on Instagram as well. Yes. Yeah, both of us are on Instagram. I'm more on Instagram and Peggy's a little more on Facebook. Okay. And how can we find you on on Instagram? Just for our listeners, if they wanted to just hashtag you know, or look what's the at sign and where can we find you, ladies? At zero proof experiences. Yeah. And this at decided alcohol too. All right. Perfect. Thank you so much, ladies. I love you. Thank you. You're so fun. All right. Thank you, ladies and listeners. Please, please, please check these ladies out. They are trendsetters. And I think in this industry, we need more trendsetters. They're amazing stuff check them out. Thank you so much. If you've enjoyed this podcast and found it helpful, tell a friend or someone you know, pass this podcast on. And my information is Viv, founder of SoberIThrive.org. I'm an internationally certified in addiction recovery, other known as a sober coach and a life coach too. My certifications encompass the neuroscience of joyful recovery, roots of addictions, alcohol and its effects, dynamics of professional recovery coaching, motivation to change, right thinking in recovery, family issues in recovery, codependent behaviors in addiction, and ethical and legal issues in professional recovery coaching. Go to my website, SoberIThrive.org, and book your free, confidential, 30-minute call. We can help create the sober warrior within you.